Worldly Freaks and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our social media like Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. So we are doing a um, podcast today for Sunday. I know that's a little weird. Yep. But if you didn't see our, um, yeah. I was about to say Facebook, if you didn't see our Instagram post, we didn't post on Friday because, um, unfortunately, our dog, our Dotson that we've had for eight years passed away uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday, not not when not tomorrow or when this is being posted. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, we it's been a pretty rough week, so we've just kind of been busy with that, and then you know just morning i mean losing a pet's really hard a lot harder than i anticipated it to be um because that's the first time i've ever had a pet of my own like you know i mean we've had pets with our parents and stuff but that's the first time i've ever lost a pet that i've actually personally owned so it was difficult but Mm -hmm. anywho we are back and um yeah today we have a very interesting story for you guys. I'm back on the, uh, I'm back on the case. Back on the case. <laughs> Hannah's off the case. Hannah's thank off God. The case. <laughs> was that it? I was stumbling yeah. over my words. The the whole the last two weeks have just been insane in my life. So, um, and next week's not going to be any better because my children start school, and I'm hoping we're going to be able to get an episode for you guys out Friday. Um. Hopefully we'll be able to, but it's going to be a busy week. We have a lot of doctor's appointments next week and everything, so I'm not going to bore you with my life anyways, just letting you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to be talking about an abduction case. We haven't done one of these in a while, but you guys, like, those are what our numbers are mostly like, you know, yeah, we've got high numbers cases. in abduction cases. So, And this one, this story is about, I saw on a TikTok where there was a movie about it. Yeah, it's the movie called... Well, there's a couple of different documentaries and stuff, but the one from TikTok is the 3,096 Days. Yeah, that's the only reason I know... Well, I don't know of it, but I've seen, like, clips of it. Yeah. So I might know some things, yeah. but not really. So it's about Natasha Campush. Hopefully I said that last name right. Um, but Natasha, this is a story... Um, out of, I'm trying to think of where it's from. Where is it from? Like, it's out of Austria. Um, I was about to say I was that. pretty sure I was right, but I wanted I pause to make sure. I was pretty sure I was right, though. Um, but yeah, so the story's crazy. She was, for those of you that don't know, spoiler alert, but she was abducted for eight years. Um, eight years is a long time. I couldn't even function. But yeah. it's crazy because some people a bit like some people are abducted for like eighteen years, twenty years. Uh, what about that last case we were doing with that girl that was underneath the? How long was she? The basement. The basement. The basement. The basement. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. It was um, a long time. I think it was like twenty. Yeah, I want to say it was 20-something years. I can't remember. I feel like I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. We've done so many and we've read so much that, you know, 
Yeah. I, I just get my wires crossed. It's hard for me. I, I envy those podcasters that can, like, remember all Remember of it. all the details. I'm like, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> so, um, so, anywho, let's get started. So, Natasha Campush uh, was abducted at age 10, March 2nd, 1998, by Wolfgang Pricklopil. I think I said that last name right. Doesn't really matter. He's a douche. But his first name is Wolfgang, which is really odd. Yeah, because of Mozart. Maybe that's... Maybe yeah, related. Maybe that's, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's... I guess that's a popular that's name a in Austria. Last name. That's Mozart's last name, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah, it's his last name. So that's weird that it's his first name. Wolfgang's Mozart's last name? Yeah. yeah. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. No, wait. It's no, his it's first, first name. name. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, you said that. I was thinking. I was, thinking, like, I was thinking Mozart. I, I was doing it backwards in my head. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You know about music. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know who Mozart is, but that's about it. So she was walking to school one morning, and she lived in the Vienna's district in these like apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. And her mom said that, you know, her mom would watch her out the window and make sure she got. St- around because once she got to the end of the street it was pretty much she was right there at the school and there was other kids and parents and stuff like that so she didn't really worry about her and she had been walking to school most days um i watched a documentary type thing on uh netflix and so um it's pretty interesting they're they obviously don't speak english but they dub it oh they they like, you know, they'll speak in... Their regular language. Their regular language, and then they'll talk, you know. Yeah. Because my daughter was like, what are they... How do you know what they're saying? I was like, just wait. And there's the English. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, she was walking to school, and she was literally, like, less than a block from school. And she said that she saw this van, and it was a white van, and there was this man standing outside of the white van, but he looked like a normal man you know and she's 10 so I mean she's not a little you know she's still not a teenager but she's not a little little kid you know so she said she was just walking and as soon as she walked past the van the man grabbed her from behind and pulled her into the van Mm. um she said she remembers that they drove for a long time it felt like a long time but it wasn't as long as I guess it could have been um but she said when they arrived to the house he put a blue blanket over her head and then he dragged her into the cellar um, or the cellar type thing what she assumed was a cellar and we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that um, and then when Natasha did not return home from school her mom said that she she was about 10 minutes late and she's usually never late so she started calling people I believe she called um like what would be the office at their school she called it something else but um she called them and you know they they said no she's not here you know well, she was fast on the case it's only 10 minutes yeah yeah i mean because she was like it was not it was not like her to be late and right, after about yeah. 10 minutes she started to get worried yeah um she just knew something was wrong so this case is a little different as far as um what he does like he kind of just keeps her prisoner basically for a good while and we'll we'll, we'll talk about all of it but i'm just gonna kind of thought you said we'll talk about it i love it but you said no, all of it. no all of I was it like, Wait. all of it 
I don't love it. Um, the first, she said the first day that he brought her a thin foam mattress and she had a blanket, like the, the blue blanket that she had over her head. Mm -hmm. She had that. She didn't have a pillow, but she used her jacket that she had and put it like bundled up. She also said that she was wearing a dress and she had stockings and everything on. She was just trying to keep as much clothing on as she could because she said that she knew, she felt like if she took any of her clothes off, maybe he would, you know, do something. And mm-hmm. um, she didn't want that to happen right then. And this is all stuff that she was saying in the documentary. Well, I can't believe she's thinking about that. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a massive search had started underway for her. Um, a 12-year-old girl said that she thought that she saw a man, two men actually, dragging her into a white van, a white minivan. Hmm. So it wasn't two men. Or Natasha said that she doesn't ever remember there being two men. If there was a second one, she never saw it or anything like that. So So it was just him. It was probably just him. That's probably what she saw. Maybe she thought she saw another man. So they're looking for... A minivan. The police. They have, they immediately start looking all over for this minivan. And Natasha said that she didn't have any way to connect, to contact the man while she was down in the basement. So I'm going to kind of flip back and forth between, like at one point I'll talk about the investigation and then I'll talk about Natasha. So, um, she said that like down in the basement, he, she, like once he left, there was no way to communicate with him. And the walls of the basement were super thick. And, mm-hmm. well, like I said, we'll get to what it actually was because it's kind of crazy. And um, so she said that she would just sit in there in the dark and then every day he would come in mm-hmm. and bring her, you know, something. Like um, food and stuff? Clothing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but after a while, I never could pinpoint exactly the time frames of all these things she would just say because she didn't know she said sometimes it would feel like maybe a year would go by six months would go by two years would go by she said after a while and I think it was after about like three months or so he finally installed like a a voice uh, intercom system type thing to communicate with her Um, so he hasn't um like done anything to her yet right no, um, I believe that comes much later. I'm thinking it comes like maybe two or three years later. Um, I'm not really sure why. And by other stuff, I know you mean like sexual things. Yeah. Um, she never really came out and said that she, and we'll get to why she never came out and said that she was raped or anything like that. On Wikipedia, it says that she was, um... After a few years. Maybe but, she just didn't want to talk about it. Well, it's kind of how the media treated her. And she mm-hmm. just... There were some things she wanted to keep to herself, is what she said. And she okay. felt like... We'll get to how the media treated her at the end. But, um... That's perfectly fine, like, keeping that to yourself. Like, she doesn't have to tell anybody. No, no. I mean, I don't... I don't. I mean, I'm sure it happened. I have no doubt. Yeah, but yeah. I don't need to know when yeah. or whatever. Don't need to know details if she doesn't want to tell us, you know. Um... She said that the cellar that he kept her in was small, and it was underneath the garage, actually. 
The entrance was hidden behind a cupboard. So, like, there was a small little cupboard, and it was in the entrance to this. Like, you had to pull out, like, this uh, safe or something Mm -hmm. in order to get behind the wall. And that's where the entrance was. The cellar had a door that was made of concrete and reinforced with steel. The room she was in was about 54 square feet. Don't ask me how big 54 square feet is, but I'm assuming from the pictures it looked like the room was probably a little bit bigger than the size of my bathroom to give you kind of a okay yeah i mean it was not big at all i mean wow it was smaller than my bedroom it was smaller than this room it was smaller than our bedroom so like a hotel bathroom pretty much if you think of a regular no hotel it was bigger bathroom. than that bigger than that yeah i mean i don't know how big 54 square feet is but it's not big <laughs> yeah i mean uh, so y'all's house like the mom and dad's trailer is like 60 something foot yeah lengthwise mm-hmm. so if you took half of that or 50 54 foot of that and made it into a box i mean you can kind of get the gist it yeah, wasn't very it. big it wasn't big um but she did have from the pictures that i saw she did have like um water toilets um, there were some other things. Now, I don't know if he put that in over time or if he had that in already. already I never yeah. got, I never could find any information out about that. But um, it's kind of reminding me of the story that we were talking about with the girl and her dad yeah. put her down there. It's now, reminding me there of were no windows and the room was soundproof and you actually had to crawl into the entrance. So, once you pulled the... Um, once you went down under the, uh, what'd I say? The, the, cor- the entrance was like garage. a Once you Oh, went, the garage. Yeah. Once you went down under there, you would pull this, um, what'd I say it was? A, uh, uh the crawl space, right? No. What's that thing called? A safe. A safe. Jeez. Oh. You'd pull the safe out, and then there was this hole in the wall where you would crawl through the wall. Then uh-huh. on the other side, there would be a reinforced steel door with concrete that you'd push open. And then you'd hop down, and then the other room was in there. So, yeah. He That's made, like... Yeah. Yeah. He, he made a lot of stuff. He made to a get lot of stuff. It. So, he was actually a contractor mm-hmm. um, for different buildings, like housing building stuff. His... His uh, one of his colleagues, which we'll mention in this, um, he actually said that he asked him, he remembers him asking him at one point, and it must have been while he was building this. Mm-hmm. He I remember asking him if you wanted to soundproof something and you wanted to make something to where nobody could hear. Uh, what did he say? I think it was like nobody could hear a nail gun. That's what he said. He said, what, what do you think would be the best way? And he was like, well, you'd probably want to, like, put a thick concrete, maybe something like that. And the guy said he was sickened to find out that that's what he oh, was yeah. asking him about, you know. So, um, the police, meanwhile, while she's in the cellar and barely getting fed every day and just kind of, he, he kind of just, he feeds her enough to keep her alive, but he doesn't feed her enough for her to, like, be sustained is what she said and he kind of does that the entire time um the police were examining minivans they actually examined 776 minivans including wolfgang's van yeah that's right um 
he only lived half an hour from the abduction site and he stated that when they asked him like they they searched his van and he had like concrete and stuff in it and all this different work equipment because you know he's a contractor and he stated that he was at home alone the whole morning that she was abducted and he had no criminal record so they didn't really investigate him any further they just kind of believed his story just simply because he didn't have a criminal record there wasn't any flags that went off or anything like that um but they invest, I mean, you know, they were investigating 776 fans, for God's sakes. Now, eight days after the police questioned him, um, they received an, a tip from somebody, it was a man, and I think it was his neighbor. And he was also a, I can't remember if he was a retired um, police detective or if he was a police detective. I don't think he was, he was, I think he was retired. But anywho, the man was the neighbor, and he said that um, he said that he was a recluse, like Wolfgang was a recluse, who owns a white truck. He was a shy loner who has uh, surveillance cameras around his house, and he is thought to have a sexual interest in children. I don't know how he knew that. I guess people in the town probably thought that maybe. Um, the town he's living in gets the tip from the town that she was abducted from. They get the tip and then the police just remember that they had already talked to him. So they don't do anything with it. They don't go check on. They don't do anything. Yeah. They just file it away. Really? Yep. Really. Uh, I Never can go check that. on the house or anything like that, which is crazy to me. Um... Natasha said that um, he eventually installed a timer in the cellar where the lights would go on and off because before that she was pretty much just in the dark 90% of the time until he came down there and turned the wow. lights on. Um, he, she said that it was always humid and wet in the cellar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said that it also smelled like mold all the time and there was bugs everywhere. Because, I mean, it's underground, basically. And, the, yeah, he poured con. I don't really know if he poured concrete. I guess he did. Um, or put concrete up in it or whatever to reinforce the walls. But, yeah, I mean, it's... it's. She said that the whole time that she was there, all the whole eight years, I mean, it was really molded and mildewed. And I'm really surprised yeah. that she didn't get some sort of cancer or something and die. To be perfectly honest, but, um... Yeah, that's surprising that she... And also, she wasn't, like, sick all the time. Yeah. Um, when Natasha was eventually allowed to come upstairs, either... It was either six months or a year after she had been there. Um, there was conflicting reports. She was still in the darkness because he would close the blinds and lock all the doors and he would not, like, let her see any daylight, which I thought was really odd. I was like, why does it matter? Because um, he had, I guess he had blackout curtains or blinds or whatever. I guess they were dark because she said there was barely any light coming from them. Um, he also, of course, kept all the doors locked because he didn't want her to escape. He began to make her kind of like his slave. Um, she was made to cook for him and clean for him. She also said at one point that, and I think that was when the sexual thing started happening, about two mm -hmm. years after she had, one to two years after she had been there, 
Um, so she would have been 12. Mm-hmm. And she said he also, like, even when he was sick, he would, like, let her out of the cellar just to come up there to take care of him. I would have poisoned his food. Yeah. be perfectly honest. But um, he would have people, like, he worked for over at his house. Not all the time, but he would have, like, colleagues or something like that stop by. And nobody ever noticed anything. Like, the guy, one of the colleagues that was in the documentary, he said he had been there before. And he never even noticed a, like, like anything out of the ordinary. Not you let her up there. No, 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 no. no. Okay. It's just like he wouldn't hear anything. No, he wouldn't hear anything yeah. or nothing like that. See weird things. Yeah. Natasha, go ahead. And then also, if if this is in his um, not his basement, but his garage. Mm-hmm. If it's in his garage, why isn't anybody like asking? Why, what's in the garage? Like, it's got to be... A, like, his car shouldn't be in there. Why? Like, why are people not asking, why isn't your car in the garage? His car and, is in the garage. Okay, so it's... So, when you're in the garage... I'm so confused. When you're... It's kind of complicated. You'd have to look at pictures of it. But when you're in the garage... Um, Let me look at pictures. pictures. Yeah. You have to look at pictures. Because it's, it's kind of complicated to explain. But, I mean... While you're doing that, I'll read. Um, Or talk more. (laughs) So, she said that... Natasha said that he would starve her. Um, He kept her weak, so that way she wouldn't run away. Her body mass was only 14.8, like, on the scale. You know, your body mass. And it's... At her age, it was supposed to be around um, 18. Really skinny and not anywhere near what she... You know, should have been. Should have been, yeah. Um, she said that he was obsessed. Wolfgang was obsessed with cleaning and having things neat. He would make her wear a plastic bag on her head. And he would actually... She said it was really painful because she had to wear a plastic bag on her head. And it was clipped on there with clips. And they would, like, dig into her scalp and everything. He didn't want her hair getting everywhere. He also didn't want her fingerprints on anything. So if he saw a fingerprint, like if she was cleaning and he saw a fingerprint on like glass or something, he would like beat her and make her clean it off. Probably because she was thinking it's probably, she actually said this, she said, I think it's because he probably didn't want any evidence left behind because her hair or her fingerprints or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't know, it was still really weird. So... Anywho, I don't know what just happened to the podcast, but okay. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, I looked up the so picture yeah. and stuff, and I saw it. Yeah, okay. um, it it pretty much is through the yeah. You have to like, really it was small. like yeah, you had to move something, and then you crawled through to the other side. So yeah, um, yeah, but like I said, he didn't like for things to be messy, messy. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he also would punish her if she did anything that he didn't like, which obviously we, we kind of figured that, um, you know, he'd slap her around and stuff like that. He eventually cut all of her hair off. It started out, she, 
thought to her, she said, she actually told him, she was like, well, I'll just cut my hair. If it's such a big deal, you know, instead of me wearing this thing on my head all the time, I'll just yeah. cut my hair. So she cut it, he gave her a pair of scissors and she cut it short, but he said that he was going to cut it shorter and he just cut all her hair off pretty much. I mean, it was super, super short. Mm. He would also abuse her, um, to the point where she, she said that she felt like he was just trying to have a submissive slave, basically. Like, that's what he was oh, trying okay. to do. Yeah. Um... Which is crazy, and, well, I'll explain that at the end. He would also tell her that he had explosives on the doors, and that he had a gun, and if she ever tried to leave, he would shoot her. And he would also threaten her family, you know, and say that he knew where her mother lived and all this stuff, so he would kill her, you know, mom and dad and all this. So, Mm -hmm. like, they normally, a lot of cases like this, we've heard them say that. Um... So, a little bit about Wolfgang was that he was an only child, according to his colleague that he worked with, and he also, like, after his father died, he kind of developed a intense relationship with his mother. I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, I couldn't find anything, like, I wanted to know, like, what kind of intense relationship with his mother. Like, are we talking, like, that kind of intense relationship yeah. with his mother. But, um, I don't know. That maybe would explain it was like a, a lot. Yeah. I don't know if maybe it was like a Norman Bates situation. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it was really strange. Um, but he also said that he had high demands for women. Like, what he wanted them to be. Gross. Her, his colleague said that he needed, um... That the women needed to be clean, slim, mm-hmm. and blonde. So they needed to be basically like models, I guess you could say. Basically like a child? Yeah. Well, she was blonde and she was... A child. A child, yeah. So you're just a pedophile, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2002, so this is a pretty lengthy amount of time, uh, there was a private detective on the case... And he came up with this crazy theory that Natasha's mother was having an affair with a businessman and Natasha was in the way, so she killed them and buried so she killed her and buried her in um this spot that he thought her body was in. Like it was this whole like fiasco thing. Wow. Her mom said yes. Yeah. She was her mom was like she she was like, Yeah, I was pissed because No evidence or nothing. Just no like evidence the top or nothing. of his head yeah. pretty much. So, the, where this guy thought that Natasha was buried, they dug it up. And, obviously, there was no body there. And, yeah. um, you know, so nothing came of that, of course. But I just thought that was crazy that this random private detective was like, you know what? I think the mother did it. And they no actually... Think. Yeah, they actually, like, were like, yeah, let's dig up this whole piece of land just to find out. How about you do your job? I don't know. It was weird. It's so funny how they'll accuse her of that, do all that, but they couldn't even, like, check a van or literally go look at the suspect. Yeah, if they would have if they would have opened up all the files again on the people, because he was filed away as, like, a person of interest, but he was never talked to again. Talked to, yeah. So if they would have just looked that up again, probably would have seen her in 2002. She didn't escape to 2006, so... They probably just needed, like, a search dog in there, and then the dog would have smelled her and barked. Maybe, yeah. Especially since she had been upstairs at that point. I think that's what they need to do if anybody's in, like, uh, a suspect, Mm -hmm. and they're looking for somebody. Yeah. 
So Natasha said that she thought many times about ending it, her life, um, but she didn't want to give up. She said that it would have been like giving in, you know, mm-hmm. and she just wanted to keep fighting. Um, he eventually gave her books to read and would kind of like give her stuff to help her with her education. He would buy her math books too because she said that she asked for them. She said that she also asked to take like math tests and he could grade them because he was pretty smart, you know. Yeah. And so he would do that, but she said it just became like a way for him to just dominate her because he would always, she said that he would always take a red marker and mark every single question wrong and then get on to her and like be mad at her for not knowing what she was doing but she said that she knew some of the answers were right that she did yeah. it was just weird it was like it's weird it was like he was trying to make her feel dumb pretty much yeah trying to break her yeah um over the years the police would tell her mom to buy a plot and visit her because they pro- they thought that she was dead they're like she's probably dead so you just need to buy a gravestone and like that'll be a spot you can visit her at but even though there was no evidence or even a body found, they still told her this, which was crazy to me. Usually they don't tell parents that. Well, here in the here in the US they don't you know, unless they find a body, they don't believe they don't say that they're dead or or anything like that. Um But Natasha's mom, the whole eight years, even up until she was found, you know, she was like I believed that she was still alive. I could just feel that she was still alive. And there's a lot of parents like that that we've done these abduction stories on that, you know, always can just tell whether or not their child's gone or not, which is crazy to me. I don't know what I would do if, like, a kid, even Adeline, if Adeline was gone, I wouldn't stop searching. I could understand why parents keep searching. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can too. Because I wouldn't, yeah, I would never Never be able to stop searching. Natasha said that after a few years, um, he would let her go out into this garden that he had, and but he would only let her go out at night. And she would she would ask if she could pick different flowers and different things to take back to the cellar. And he was like, sure, you know, whatever. Um, she said that after some time, see, she just kept saying after some time, after a couple years, you know, she would say that over yeah. and over. So I don't really know exactly when... But after some time, she said that um, he started, you know, taking her out. Like, he he worked um, on different apartments and stuff. Like, he would renovate them. And so, he would take her to work. And he would be like... He wouldn't let her talk to anybody. But he would always... Like, if somebody would come up to her, she would conveniently always have, like bricks in her hand or something she was carrying and he would just say oh this is my helper or something like that and she wasn't really a kid at that point she was probably like a teenager maybe you know a teenager 14 15 16 somewhere in there so um obviously nobody's gonna ask questions and they're just gonna think okay whatever uh but yeah he would you know he felt confident that she wasn't gonna go anywhere and she everybody always asked her like they always thought that she had stockholm syndrome and she kind of gets really upset when people think that Because she said it's not like that at all. It's just... And there's a lot of abduction cases where people automatically are like, you must have Stockholm Syndrome. You didn't flee and run and leave. And it's like, well, no, it's not that. It's just that he was so abusive 
sexually and physically and all this stuff and she was so wore down that she said that she thought that there was no way she was going to get away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, he said that he would do something to her family or he would just shoot her. Yeah. And she, she was scared know. of that, too. Yeah. I mean, and he probably brain, brainwashed her. Brainwashed her. Probably brainwashed her into thinking that she could never escape. She could never get away. You know? Yeah. Because this was seven years after she had been there that he started letting her go to work, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's a long time. Um,. So I can understand why people, you know, and there was another report that said that she went on a ski trip with him. And I think that's in that movie, that 3,096, 96 days. Yeah. Um, they went on like a ski trip or something like that and she didn't run away, you know, Mm -hmm. and just all this different stuff. But I mean, I can understand why she didn't run away for sure. She did say that at one point though... They were in town, and there was a roadblock, and there was a police officer, and she said that she was in the passenger seat, and she was trying to signal the police officer with, like, her eyes. She was, like, making all these eye contacts, you know, moving her eyes around, looking at him, looking at the police officer, had this look on her face, and she said the police officer, (laughs) she said the police officer must have been stupid because he didn't get my, he didn't get my uh, cues, and I was like... That sucks. Like, if I saw a kid looking around like that, I'd be like, are you alright? Are you okay? Yeah, because she didn't escape till she was 18, so she's still a teenager. Plus, she's really skinny and malnourished looking, and that's another thing she said. She said, I didn't look like a typical 15, 16 year old. Like, her hair is knotted, probably, really cut. It's short, short, short. Yeah, and And maybe she said I was pale, I never got out in the sun. So, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why he didn't think, oh, something's wrong here. Um, so yeah, she just, she lived a pretty shitty life. I mean, it's not like, you know, obviously she would have much rather have been home with her parents and for anybody that thinks she had Stockholm Syndrome and she was okay with being where she was, she wasn't okay with being where she was. She was just trying to survive. Um, and anyone that does have Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome, Syndrome to me, I feel like is... More or less of, like, if you have a way to escape and you do leave, but you come back. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, you actually are so brainwashed to the point where you love this person. Yeah. And that wasn't, that wasn't the case. And we're going to talk about her escape, so that's where we're at. So, the 18-year-old Natasha escaped from Wolfgang's house on August 23rd, 2006. At 12.53 p.m., she was cleaning and vacuuming um, his automobile in the garden when he got a call on his mobile phone. Because of the vacuum's loud noise, he walked away to take the call, which he didn't really ever do. He kind of just hovered around her a lot. He never would let her go anywhere by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Natasha left the vacuum cleaner running, and she ran away. Right there. So she, she just ran. like ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. She he didn't see because he thought she was still vacuuming, mm-hmm. and he he completed the phone call and without any sign he of of being disturbed or distracted. Natasha ran for 
some 200 meters through neighborhoods, gardens, streets. She jumped fences. She asked passerbys to call the police, but they paid her no attention, which they just didn't want to get involved. Um, Mm -hmm. After about five minutes, she knocked on the window of a 71-year-old man known as Ing T. Ingi T? I don't know. Saying, I am Natasha um, Kampush. Then, um, can you please, like, you know, call the police? Yeah. Uh, the neighbor called the police and who arrived around 104. So, In the from 12.53 to 104. Okay. Um, that's the short amount of time, you know. Later, Natasha was taken to the police station in town. Natasha was identified by scars on her body and by her passport. That was something I forgot to mention. She actually had her passport on her because her family, when she was abducted, her family had just gotten um, back from like a trip. And so she still had her passport in her wallet and her in her book bag. And so um, she had it the whole time, even when wow. she was. And, and we'll get to why that's important too for at one point, the police, I guess I'll go ahead and say it. At one point, the police thought that maybe she had been a, a victim of sex trafficking or um, mm-hmm. prostitution or something like that because they were, they knew that she had her passport, so they were thinking, okay, well, she's probably, like, overseas by now, you know, or yeah. gone. Another country. So, um, they also did a DNA test, and she was in good physical health, although she was pale, shaken, and, of course, um... She only weighed 106 pounds. She weighed 99 pounds when she was abducted eight years prior to that. Wow, and she's like 18, right? Yeah. Wow. So, she weighed 99 pounds when she was abducted at 10, and at 18, she only weighed 106. So, she only gained like seven pounds over an eight period. Wow. Um, she only grew five inches during her captivity as well. So that's another thing. So Sabin, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. It was a police officer. He was the first police officer to speak with Natasha after her ordeal. And she said that she was astonished. Uh, the, the woman police officer said that she was astonished by her intellect and her vocabulary. After two years... Wolfgang, like I said, would bring her books, newspapers. She, she would l- listen to the radio and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he would help her with her education. Um, but she also, like, taught herself a lot of things. She also stated that she constantly had the feeling that she uh, lacked something. Uh, she said that she felt like she had a defect. So I wanted to make that better and I tried to educate myself. This is Natasha talking. To teach myself skills and to learn how to knit, for example. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) Crazy thing. This part pisses me off. After the police talk to her and everything and they find out, you know, that it's Wolfgang. And (laughs) he realized that she was gone after, you know, a while. And he was like, uh, he basically, uh, obviously, I don't know because we don't really know what was going through his head, but he obviously knew he was supposed to get caught. Yeah. So he walks or drives or walks, I think he drives, to a train station nearby, 
uh, goes out on the train tracks, lays down, and a train comes and cuts his head off. So he commits suicide. Wow. What an asshole. What a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. He commits suicide. Um, so he never got his uh, just... She never got her justice. She never got her justice. He never got his... Uh, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I, but... I, th- I know what you're trying to say, but I can't yeah. think of the word. <laughs> but anyways, so I just thought that was that was shitty. But, um... So after all that, after he commits suicide, she's, you know, finally reunited with her mom and everything. Then the media starts saying a bunch of just crap. They started saying that she was of course she had Stockholm syndrome. They started saying that she was in a prostitution ring or that she was what? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Why? She just said that Why the would media they, like did they twist her words or did they just not interview her and sound, and they were like, "Yeah, sounds like a sex a, a sounds like a sexual ring and that and that just no. I'm just I hate the media. Period. Yeah. Um so she after that after the media kind of treated her like crap and didn't really ever want to listen to her story she just said that that was why she never came out with all the things that happened to her and i don't blame her i don't blame her i would do the same thing because it was probably hard for her to tell every detail of stuff that he made her do um there's several books about this um, abduction. There's several movies or documentaries, films, things like that. Um, but the recent one that people on TikTok have been talking about is the 3,096 days Maybe. because that's how long she was in captivity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is the story of Natasha Kempish and how she survived eight years of being in captivity. Um, by this man who sounds like he had mommy issues and needed to be a dominant to someone, which I'm like, you know, get a dom. I mean, get a submissive. (laughs) I'm sure you could have found one somewhere out there. Um, usually guys that have daddy issues, I mean, mommy mommy issues, daddy issues more like they're more cry and stuff, but like mommy issues most of the time they're gonna be really tough like i'm a tough guy well she said this is crazy to me she said that um she forgave him every time he would do something to her sexually or you know physically or something like that she said she would forgive him because she said that she didn't want to hold on to that which i i get Mm -hmm. that but she also said that she kind of sympathized with him she said because she felt like he was sick she felt like and that's what she said in the interview she said I felt like he was sick and that's why he was doing what he was doing if he wasn't sick if it, which obviously Mentally was crazy Ill, yeah, yeah. Um, if he wasn't you know sick or nothing like that he wouldn't have been doing what he was doing and um, he was just trying to figure out a way to be better just like everybody else was in uh, the life she's really smart yeah she's really smart for so all that like even when she was 10 and she knew like i have to keep my clothes on because something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then her saying that that's really smart yeah and we don't really know when 
you know, the sexual abuse started or anything like that. But if he did wait till she was older, um, that's just really odd to me. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's why she said that he, she felt like he was battling demons as well. Because Mm -hmm. maybe... I don't know. We don't have a clue. I feel like he, maybe there it were just times sounds that like he, he tried, was, but he couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just sounds like he was really insecure, and he thought, "Yeah, I'm not going to sure. get anybody who's going to follow my every command." Yeah. Yeah. But he was still an ass, and he shouldn't yeah. have done what he did, regardless. For sure. Um, he was a weirdo, <laughs> for sure, because he even his looked colli- really weird. Yeah, he looks he looks really weird. And we'll post some pictures of him and and her. And some pictures of the room. But I wanted to let you guys know, the majority of the pictures that we do post, um, go to our Instagram and look at them. Because even, like, I believe uh, we had, was it last episode? The Hello Kitty murders, yeah. Yeah. I maybe, I don't know if I posted any on our YouTube. Um, But if you want to look, if you're you're watching this on our YouTube channel, um, you can go to our Instagram and see more pictures. Uh, Sometimes I don't. Because some of those pictures turn out grainy on the video. Um, And there was another thing that I wanted to ask you guys. We thought about maybe taking down our YouTube channel. Because we don't get as many views on it. Um, And maybe revamping it later if we decide to do video. Um, So it's just a thought. If you guys don't have a problem with that, please let us know. If you you don't want us to take down our YouTube, comment. On the YouTube page, on the YouTube uh, page, yeah, uh, video, video. Yeah. <laughs> Comment on this video and let us know if you don't want to take, don't want us to take it down. Um, but if you are listening to us on YouTube, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, po- oh, gosh, all different kinds of stuff. Um, you just have to go to our link tree link, and you can see all the stuff that we're on Stitcher. We're on a whole bunch of different platforms. Um, but yeah. So, anyways. We love you guys, and also let us know if what else you want us to do. Um, we're not really running out of ideas by any means. We have tons of stuff. It's just sometimes we like to hear from you guys what you want us, us to talk yeah. about. Like, what's more interesting to you? I kind of can tell by the views that we get on different videos. Like I said, abduction videos seem to be really popular. I'm not sure why, but whatever. Um, and serial killer ones, which I swear to God we're going to do another serial killer. We just haven't done one in a while. Yeah. It's just, we decided to do a serial killer, and then, like, something pops up. And I'm like, oh, we should do this. Wait. Um, and serial so, killers, yeah. there's a lot of details. It's a lot. Everything. It's a lot of research. That's a lot, a lot um, of process. Yeah, because there's multiple, you know, there's multiple murders. So you have to, and I want to get every date right and everything right. So I like to have it all. Um, I usually, if I do a serial killer episode, it usually takes me a whole day to get the research done. Maybe two. Depends on how long it is. But yeah, so let us know in the comments what you guys want us to talk about next. Um, give us a serial killer that maybe not a lot of people have heard about. Because I don't really want to talk about, like, I don't know. We've talked about Jeffrey Dahmer, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Famous. Ed Gein Ed, and yeah. people like that. I, I don't really want to. We'll do those that. eventually. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. We hope that you guys have a fantastic rest of your weekend. It's Sunday. And then hopefully we will see you guys We'll be back on here Friday. Um, like I said, if not, we'll post something about it. Forgive us, because next week's really going to be busy for me. My kids start school on Friday, so 
we're trying to get everything done before that. Um, but yeah, if you want to keep up with us, go on our Instagram and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.